Yeah, it's nearly 7.06 on your Monday evening, and we are here. Uh, Lior, a couple of his colleagues, back for this show again tonight. Leah Moody and Dave Vaughn are here at the firm. They are uh, kind of sitting in for Lior tonight, doing your thing. You guys like to share the wealth, so that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about the same stuff, though. You know how it works. Severance packages, being unemployed, getting let go, all of those things. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Uh, anytime you need to get a hold of Lior or the company, it's uh, 1-855-821-5900. That is... How we roll on the employment hour again, Monday nights and Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. You will join us here on six forty. Hey, Leah. Hey, Dave. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Busy. John. Nice. Yeah. I'm all right. John. It's Monday. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Jay's hanging on by a thread, and it's going to be twenty four degrees on Thursday. Life is good. But we yeah. got home advantage tomorrow. Yes, we do. Uh, and the Leafs yeah. are looking good this year so Who? far. So what? Who? What? Austin Matthews. <laughs> we always start the show with the uh, the week that was. Uh, who wants first crack? Any, any, Leah I'll, gets first crack. I'll take crack. it. There yeah, yeah. And and like I said, we're happy to be here. Happy to answer uh, any of your questions. All the listeners out there who might have questions with respect to their employment, their jobs, they're driving home, they're sitting at home, they're making dinner, and they're wondering. You know, is my boss doing the appropriate thing? Did what? Did I get shortchanged? Exactly. Did what happened to me today? Is that okay? And that is what Dave and I are here for today. We're here to spend the next hour talking shop, answer your questions. Uh, we're here to help. Lior has taught us everything he knows. Oh. Uh, and, and like he does, we start with a warm-up called The Week That Was. Uh, and I thought I would start today with uh, something that is probably the most common issue that we deal with, mm-hmm. which is just a severance package. And sure. it's probably so common that we just forget to sometimes talk about it. We forget the importance of, of bringing that home to the listeners. Um, so this week I settled something outside of court. We didn't have to sue. Uh, this woman had called me around mid-August. She had been employed by the company for two years, was making about $85,000 a year uh, employed in a senior position, and they had been off. she had been offered two weeks. Um, I told her... Wow. Yeah. I told her off the bat, you know, you're entitled to four to six months. Yeah. Everything that you've told me uh, says that you're entitled to four to six months. And she says that that can't be true. That can't be true. Leah. I called the Ministry of Labor and they told me two weeks. Of course they did. And I said, yes, that's, that's they would have. Because <laughs> they only deal with your minimum entitlements yes. under the Employment Standards Act. They do not deal with your common law entitlements. And those two are two very different things. And in this case, it is the difference between two weeks and four to six months. And then she says, okay, that's fine, but I have an employment contract. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let me take a look at it. So we took a look at it uh, as part of her free consultation and quickly was able to determine that it was unenforceable. So that didn't play a part either. And then she said, okay, well, this is what my company said is all that I get. So, well, I hate to break it to you, but don't care. Yeah, they're not always going to be honest with <laughs> you when it comes to their bottom line. Uh, and then she says, well, you know, what about the fact that I've only been there for two years? There's no way you can tell me that I'm entitled to half a year of my salary for only being there for two years. That's too short. But short service employees, even if you've been there for six months, 12 months, mm-hmm. 18 months, you're, you're entitled to much more severance than you might otherwise think. Uh, and, you know, once we kind of went through all of her questions, she retained us and we settled in about four to six weeks for right about five months, uh, plus nice. a big chunk of her legal fees. Um, And I guess the lesson here really is that you don't lose anything by asking. Give us a call, go online, go to severancepaycalculator.com and just see what it is that you're entitled to. 
And that's the thing. I mean, if she, not, not she, she probably knows now because you just mentioned it. Had she gone to severancepaycalculator.com, the math would have been done. Then she could have called you and said, okay, this is what it's telling me. Is there a bug in the system? And you said, no, there's no bug in the system. That is exactly what you should be getting, right? Precisely. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's free to call. It's free to ask those questions. So why not? Smart move. Uh, Dave, what do you got, pal? Yeah, I spoke to a uh, gentleman several months ago who uh, had actually signed a, a release and a termination package. Okay. Um, but only for his minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. So in this case, it was four weeks of pay. Um, But at the termination meeting, the employer presented it to him as if it was a uh, take-it-or-leave-it proposition. Of course. So sign this, or uh, or you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get this four weeks. (laughs) Unfortunately, he signed it. Okay. Uh, I think he heard us on the radio, gave us a call, and we did. Uh, we we commenced a wrongful dismissal action, um, and several months later, we were able to uh, settle that case uh, at a mediation uh, for favorable terms. And uh, that's because the the release and the settlement uh, the severance package was unenforceable because he was entitled to that four weeks regardless of whether he signed it. So he can't be forced to sign that. Wow, no kidding, right? Yeah. And this and, is, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, well, I mean the, the the importance of this is to really emphasize it. Get your severance package. Uh, reviewed by, by by our firm. Mm-hmm. Um, by a professional, right? Exactly. Companies are going to tell you that you, you have to take this. You have to sign this. You have to accept this. And in a lot of the case, that's not true. And that's like a pressure tactic, right? They can't just say, you know, you get this or nothing. Under the law, there's no such thing as you get this or nothing. Oh, yeah. The right? more intimidated they make you feel, the better position they're going to be in to get away with what they want to get away with paying you. But no, the moment that you're terminated, your entitlements crystallize. They are what they are. And no deadline, no amount of pressure is going to change that. So, so definitely always give us a call. The uh, phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Leah and Dave are here to answer all your questions on the employment hour right up until 8 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. Concerns, questions, queries, bring them on. We'll get to them in the employment hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.15 on your Monday evening, the employment hour. Uh, phone lines wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. you got employment severance concerns. You've been let go, anything under that? Give us a call. Got Leah Moody, Dave Vaughn, regular contributors to the show. And uh, Lior's not around this week. He'll be back in on Wednesday, but you guys are hanging out with us. So we're going to get into this and some bread and butter for the show here. Uh, Negotiating severance on your own without a lawyer. How about that? Uh, You can go back and forth on this one, Dave or or Leah. Um, So when employees let go, does the employer expect to negotiate the amount of severance? The easy answer is yes. Right. Um, In most cases, the company knows full well that the initial offer is inadequate. Um, they're hopeful that the employee is going to accept the offer um, and the company can save money. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, this happens, I think, all the time. Uh, so it's really not a bad strategy for the, uh, for the employer to, uh, to, to low, make a lowball offer and hope that the employee uh, accepts that and doesn't want to uh, negotiate or have a, a lawyer represent them. A lot of employers do expect it, I find. Just the same that they expect some sort of negotiation in the initial contract. It's just part and parcel of doing business. A lot of people call us all the time wondering, you know, is this going to burn bridges? If I go back with a counteroffer, you know, am I going to be blacklisted in the industry? Right. And, and I've never seen that happen. It's just, it's just not a concern. Companies are sophisticated parties. They understand that this is part of the game. I think, like you said in the week that was with the company that said, take this or leave it or get nothing, they, they know they can't do it, but it's a poker game. I mean, for every 10 people that, that they say that to, maybe eight will buy into it, right? And they'll save a chunk of change over a year. Yeah, it's a business decision for the company. Right. And most the reason they terminate the employee is usually a business decision. 
and uh, they're going to try to get uh, get the best deal possible for themselves. So uh, I think as an employee, you need to look at it as a business uh, decision and, and a decision to protect yourself and your family. Uh, so I think that you know you should be negotiating a yeah. severance package. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Got uh, Elizabeth in Mississauga. Opening call. Well, uh, afternoon, or at least good evening. Elizabeth, how are you? Good, thank you. How well, are you? Good. What's your uh, question for either Lee or David, or both? Okay. I was uh, let go two years ago, and uh, I just listening to your program, I just think I was uh, shortchanged. So is it too late to do anything? Elizabeth, what was the uh, exact day of uh, termination? Oh, geez. I don't know to what, tell you the truth. Was it October 2014? No, it was summertime. Summertime of 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a statute of limitations in Ontario, so uh, you have to uh, have to do something about it within two years of being let go uh, in virtually all cases. Within two years to the date. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah sorry to be the bearer of bad news, there, Elizabeth. Yeah, I kind of passed the deadline. I, I know Leorne Paschal. He's had people call him like 14 years later. <laughs> Can I sneak one in? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. The entire generation has grown up since you got fired, <laughs> sir. There's no way you get away we with that. We wish we could, but... <laughs> That's right, kid. So two years is a limitation generally for anything like that, right? It sure is, yeah. So if you if you get a severance package, you know, get on it and make the phone call and call you guys. I'm talking about, uh, you know, negotiating without a lawyer. So how does a lawyer generally, off the start, go about negotiating severance for you? Well... What we uh, generally do is we'll meet with the client and uh, just discuss the severance package uh, and the employment history. And uh, if it's inadequate, which in most cases it Mm. is, um, we do what's called a a demand letter um, where we draft a letter on the employee's behalf, uh, just outlining the employment history and and explaining to the company why it's an inappropriate or inadequate severance package. Um, And then we send that to the company. Uh, and basically start a negotiation process. Uh, I would say in about 90% of cases, we're able to, uh, we do go back and forth with the company, whether they do it in-house or whether they hire a lawyer to do it. Mm-hmm. And we just negotiate a fair severance package. Do you think being on, on you know, legal letterhead, you know, ST lawyer letterhead, and they, they wake up, they have no choice, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It forces the company to kind of sit up and pay attention, which is which is always a good thing because they will backburner things, especially if they've got, you know, 50 terminations on the go. You've got to find a way to get their attention somehow. So if I'm an individual and I figured ah, I can do this before I've, uh, I've done deals like this for breakfast, to quote uh, Wall Street, uh, can an individual do this on their own? Do they stand a chance? You can do it on your own, but I mean, I could give myself a haircut. It's not going to look very good, right? Right. Right. Uh, you should probably leave it to the uh, leave it to the professionals because it, it is a, a unique area of law and, and it does take some uh, some knowledge and specialization. My biggest concern is that you're going to paint yourself into a corner. How right? so? so you're going to so you're going to contact the employer and say, "Look, I'll I'll take I'll take eight months." Right. When meanwhile you could be you could be entitled to sixteen to eighteen months, and then once you get a lawyer involved, then the company knows what your bottom line is. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that can throw off a bit of leverage in negotiation. And sometimes, you know, leverage is, is what you utilize the most in these kinds of discussions. So as we get into this a little more, I mean, off the hop, it's good to say, you know what, look, I, I see the offer. I see what you're offering here. I'm just going to take a couple days just to take a breath and look it over and I'll get back to you. Right? Absolutely. So oh, I forget yeah. your Friday at five. The typical things which they try to throw at you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right now. Five minutes from now. Yeah. Right now. Please sign. Got uh, got Matt here in Toronto. Matt, good evening. What is going on? Hey, good evening. Love your show. Thanks, guys, uh, for taking my call. Thanks, pal. Uh, question. Um, if an employer changes your lunch hour from one hour a day to 30 minutes and without any change or salary or anything like that, um, they're basically getting an extra two and a half hours 
uh, a week out of us, an extra works out to be, I think, like an extra two and a half weeks out of the year um, with just basically just a verbal uh, notice saying, that's it, you know, you have one hour lunch and now half an hour lunch. Um, no input from us or anything. That How that equate to, you know, is that, am I now under new employment conditions or am I now you know, in a new uh, kind of contract, or how does that work? Yeah, and- no, it's it's a it's a good question, Matt, and thanks for calling. Um, just to understand the situation a little better, are you an, an hourly employee or salaried? Uh, it's actually uh, salary plus commission. Okay, and and obviously you had the hour lunch before, and now it's being reduced. And so what you're saying is that over the course of a year, they're going to basically get more work for the same pay. Yeah, that could very well be a constructive dismissal. Um, And if you've been listening to the show before, uh, constructive dismissal means that you can treat that as the end of your employment and and seek a severance package. Um, So what I would what I would recommend for you, Matt, is that you give us a call. Give me a call off the air uh, and we can discuss your options in terms of in terms of moving forward. Um, How long have you been with the company? Oh, We lost my guess. He's going to call call right now. So listen, we'll go back to if he calls back, he can. But let me just he said a half hour a day. Does that I mean, there's that borderline, you know, a half hour a day. Is that enough? It, it can be. I mean, especially if it's equating to two weeks over the course of a year, right. two and a two and a half weeks. Um, you know, if, if you're reducing pay, which is essentially what that amounts mm-hmm. to, that can be constructive dismissal. Reducing compensation is, is the textbook example of a constructive dismissal at employment law. Matt, you need to contact uh, after the show or anytime. It's 1-855-821-5900. That's to get a hold of Lior and the firm right away. We'll, uh, we'll get more phone calls on the air. You know the number here, 870-6400-STAR-640 and sell. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up here. Talk Radio AM 640. And contributors to the show, Liam Moody, Dave Vaughn here from the firm. We are back in on Wednesday. I got phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Leon and Vaughn, good evening. How are you, Leon? I'm pretty good. How about you guys? Good. What is happening? What's your concern? Uh, my concern is currently I work continental shifts. I do uh, three twelves rotating throughout the week, seven days a week. And right now my company is thinking about going to five eight-hour shifts. Now, if that shift is not feasible with my lifestyle now, because I've been doing this shift for years, uh, is there any way out for me, like, to get a package? Like, if, if I can't do the five eights, is there some way I can walk away with a package? It's a great question, Leon, and uh, it's a situation we see quite often, actually. Um, you know, a, a change in schedule in, in most cases, in cases like this, like we've described, especially when you've done the, done this uh, schedule for quite a bit, a long time, uh, it's a constructive dismissal, most likely. And if that is the case, then you should get severance pay. Um, do you know when they're be, they're going to be introducing this change? Well, see, they they have suggested that it will happen if we don't uh, increase production with less hours work. Like it's a twenty four seven operation that I'm involved in. And I've been doing it since 1993, so my life is kind of based around this shift right now. And it's just, it's almost like a threat that they're going to do it, Mm -hmm. pretty much, if we don't pick it up. Yeah, it likely is a constructive dismissal, given the amount of time uh, you've had that shift, uh, and the fact that it it sounds like it's going to uh, conflict with your... uh, your lifestyle and potentially your, uh, does it conflict with family issues? Well, exactly. Like I have three kids and I, I mean, I do a lot of stuff with my children and stuff and, and plus the travel time alone. Like that's already an hour to work and an hour home for me. Okay. And now five days a week, that's just going to, it's just going to be more money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, before you do anything, I think it's uh, important that you, uh, give us a call 
and uh, just we can talk to you and determine how we can best uh, prepare for this and deal with it if it does happen. All right, great. Well, thanks. I'm glad it kind of relieves me a little bit that there may be a a way out for me. So that's good. That's Absolutely, good Leon. Leon, that uh, number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Plus, I think, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, when you guys can answer this, that say he says, okay, you know what, I'll grin and bear it, and he accepts a change. Well, if they decide to do it again and again and again, now he's got no recourse, correct? Yeah, although there is a, a small period of time that you can try it like out. take it out for a spin, right? Yeah, for a few yeah, weeks. exactly. A little bit of test drive. Yeah. Um, but generally, that's only, you know, two weeks, uh, three, four at most, maybe. Um, and and then you can elect to decide whether or not to treat it as a constructive dismissal or to continue. But then you're absolutely right, John. If you continue, uh, then you risk you know, possibly condoning future changes, which is never good. So in that case, if it ends up being a constructive dismissal, Davey gets his full severance? He would, yes. Okay, every penny of it, right? Which is pretty yes. substantial if you've been there since 1993. Yeah. What's that, 23 years? He could be looking up to, what, 24 months maybe, whatever he's in? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have done this before. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I am not doing too to badly just here. Jump in whenever you need you to. You guys can go four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. James, will I uh, get to you before a break up in Port Perry? How are you, James? Uh, not too bad. Um, I have a friend of mine. She worked at a place for eleven years, and the company is not doing well, and she's getting a bit of friction with her supervisors. And I'm saying they want to fire you. I mean, I, my gut feeling is they want to fire her. I was going to suggest. Uh, I, I drank two beers when I came up with this, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> could, could she could she negotiate a deal with them where they could lay her off for 50 weeks? She could collect EI, then come back a year from now. If the company's doing okay and they recover, they could take her back. In other words, go back for one day and decide then whether well, they're going to keep her. If, if they say, you work a day and we're going to let you go, then, then I could go for severance? Well, I mean, any anything is negotiable. And if I'm this employer, if she comes to me and offers that, I'm going to take her up on that in a hurry. Uh, but, you know, without the beer in me and being a lawyer, I can tell your friend that the best advice is to just to just uh, stay the course. If they're going to terminate her, which which they very well may do, they have to provide her her severance based on 11 years of entitlement. And, you know, depending on her age, depending on her position, that can be fairly significant and set her up for a while, possibly even the full uh, the full time that you're looking to put her on that uh, temporary layoff. Oh, OK. I, I know if 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 they gave her, I guess, say, six months severance pay. Now. That means she'd have to use up that severance pay. And then when that was used up, she could collect EI then. you got to use your severance up first. You couldn't do it the other way around. That's I've exactly correct. Of it. Yeah, that you, you, can't, you can't collect EI at the same time that you're getting mm-hmm. severance. Severance is technically considered employment income, and you can't double dip. But, no, but, but she, for the record, it's almost certain that your friend would be entitled to more than six months. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying she couldn't collect EI for 50 weeks. And then go back for one day, and they could decide we're doing okay. We can keep you, or no, we're going to let you go, and then do the severance. Then it, it's possible. I just, I just don't. I'm not sure. I really see the benefit of that. So I think that if if I were to give your friend some advice, uh, which I hope you pass along to her, it's just to stay the course. And and if the company is going to terminate her, then they've got to do so pro- mm-hmm. appropriately. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. You want to slide an email during the show? We'll see if we have some time for those. That is help at. <clears throat> Pardon me, help at employmenthour.com. Got uh, Lee and Dave here for the duration of the show. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 736, we got some open lines. You want to call through? You have severance concerns? You want to talk to Dave or Leah here tonight? 
right till 8 o'clock. We'd love to get uh, get your word on the air and help at employmenthour.com. For email, thanks for uh, hanging through the break. Sasha, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, what's your concern? I work for the federal government, and I work a 12-hour roster. However, combined in this 12-hour roster, they throw in this 9-hour, 16-hour, 9-hour roster. I'm just wondering, how legal is that 16-hour roster? That's a uh, great question, Sasha. Um, so you are in a union? Yes. So that would have been negotiated uh, with your union, between the union and, uh, and your employer. Um, okay. So you'd have to ask, if you think it's a problem, you'd have to ask your union rep uh, to look into it and, and see if there, uh, it violates the collective agreement. Oh, okay, so it has to do with the union making the deal with the employer. But just overall, in the private sector, is that a legal shift? It, I don't know. What, that's a good question, is it? Oh, sorry, what's the exact timing again, Sasha? Um, if in the private sector, is that a legal shift to like have a nine sixteen-hour roster, like in the private private sector? Well, the the Employment Standards Act requires you to have a certain amount of time between shifts. Is that is that the concern? Yeah, I'm just wondering because there's like a, there's a short turnover where you're doing like sixteen, and then you're right back there for day shift, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so there typically needs to be eight hours between shifts. Now, is that taken into consideration travel time, or is it just the straight eight hours? It's just the straight out, straight eight hours. But that that yeah. is private sector, and, and that would have been negotiated in your collective agreement. Okay, now just one quick question. Now, let's say you're in there for let's uh, like it's your sixteen hours, and then for whatever reason they they keep you an extra fifteen twenty minutes. So that goes tied into that eight hours. Can you um, request that the next shift? because there isn't a full eight hours, be switched to, like, accommodate that eight hours in between? Well, there's also provisions under the Employment Standards Act, again, for private sector em- employers, uh, where uh, it, under certain circumstances, if emergencies arise, they can keep you a little bit later, and, and then the eight hours starts at that point. But just to clear up, anybody in, in the unionized environment has to go through the collective bargaining agreement. Outside lawyers' law cannot help, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, something that Sasha needs to discuss with her union representative right. and have recourse through to the collective agreement. We can't help her, unfortunately. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We're talking about uh, negotiating severance on your own, sans lawyer. So uh, how likely is it individual can get somewhere and get some negotiations happening without one of you guys representing them? What do you think? Who's taking that one? Lee, I'll ask you. Or David, go ahead. Well, in my experience, it's very rare, but I will often talk to people who have either tried to negotiate on their own um, or plan on doing so, and I find almost in every case they do that, they come back to me a couple of days later uh, after we've given them some information uh, to, you know, to negotiate on, right. and they come back and they ask for, uh, ask for advice or ask for representation, and uh, I think a lot of the time that is because once you do that, um, the employer is going to have an idea that you're not really going to take it further. So if they just hold out, um, you'll probably accept their deal because you're not willing. It doesn't. It looks like you're not willing to challenge you. You're well, they're going to win a stalemate, right? Because you have no legal precedent, right? You don't have a lawyer behind you. Right. So they're going right. to think they can just wait you out. Is there a time, or is there ever a, a time where it is a good idea to go in on your own, negotiate severance? Um, I mean, it kind of depends. You know, if you feel like you've got a good relationship and you think that it might be worth a shot, uh, or if you know they're a month or two shy. Um, then it might be worth it simply because, you know, I have people call me all the time and I have to tell them that, you know, the, the package is short, but it may not be worth the legal fees 
to, to get the difference, right? right? That's something that we have to consider as well, obviously. Um, and in that case, it, it may very well uh, be worth it to take a shot with your employer first. Because if it's, if it's almost there but not quite, it's like, you know, guys just, you know, do me a solid and bump it up a little bit and sometimes they'll do that for you. Yeah, they, right. they might. But again, if you don't have that response, then, then it might be worthwhile to engage a lawyer at that point. And if uh, you, if you do think you're getting a good deal and you are trying to negotiate, maybe the uh, the human resources uh, individual or the, whoever you're dealing with tells you it's a good deal, you should probably still get that uh, reviewed. Or by at least a go to you know, severancepaycalculator.com and get the truth, right? That's right. Get yes. the real dirt. We'll take uh, one before the break. Got uh, Michael in St. Catharines. Good evening, Michael. Good evening. How are you? What's your concern, pal? I'm uh, 55. I was. I'm a consultant, and I was been retained full time for the last two plus years, almost 30 months, uh, to work for a technology company. The technology company has struggled to get product out to the field to the point where customers are saying they will not place orders unless that technology is delivered. Um, I have recently been told that uh, I'm probably going to be let go. They'd like to discontinue the contract, and he's offering two weeks, which I know is ridiculous. Yes, that's very low. Here's here's the other piece of information you need to know. I was offered uh, shares as, as... like a significant amount of shares in the company as part of the senior um, management team. In other words, in my mind, I was full-time. This is going to go into a full-time company uh, role, et cetera. So I'm just curious. Uh, they have thrown that you're a consultant, not an employee at me. I know that's not quite right. I'd like to hear your take. Sure. Um, do you have an employment contract? Yes. Okay. And, um, and your concern is with respect to whether or not you're going to be classified as an independent contractor or an employee? Yeah, yeah, whatever that is, what is the fair severance if, if this is the way it goes? Sure. So uh, were you working exclusively for the company? Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're certainly entitled to severance. I, I would want to take a look at the employment contract first, um, as there may be something in there with respect to either your shares or your entitlements upon termination. Okay. Uh, but but two weeks for somebody in your position at 55 years for 30 months is is very likely not going to cut it. I knew that, yeah. Yeah, and you're looking at at likely, you know, four to six months. All right, fair enough. Thank you. I'll be in touch. You're Thanks, very welcome. Pam. That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Michael, he mentioned shares there. Now, all components of your compensation are included in your severance. Yeah, share, shares can get a bit tricky. Right. Um, typically, the way that that you're remunerated for them is when they vest, right? So, okay. if the shares are going to vest during the notice period, then you still get that benefit. Um, other than that, how you get paid out for the shares is is negotiable and, and up for uh, up for debate. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got lots of time. You want to call through. You got questions for Dave or Leah. They are here right up until 8 o'clock. The employment hour. Uh, email is help at employmenthour.com. Lots more of the show coming right up. Talk radio, AM 640. 747 on the employment hour. Got Leah Moody, Dave Vaughn here, contributors to the show on this Monday evening. Uh, phone lines are wide open. You got uh, concerns, questions? Severance offers, been laid off. Can you be laid off? Is this enough? Severance, severancepaycalculator.com can answer that question as well and help at employmenthour.com through emails. We were talking about negotiating severance on your own. So if uh, someone says, you know what, I don't want to do this on my own. I've heard the show, a little scared. You know, it's it's the big brother thing. Uh, if you do involve a lawyer, do you risk burning a bridge with your former employer? Leah? Uh, no, so I think that, that I said something to that effect earlier about um, how important it is to understand that Companies know that this is just part and parcel of doing business. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen uh, somebody be in a situation where they feel like uh, they've been blacklisted or that they've burned the bridges by uh, asking for a better severance package. Um, most companies, when they form their severance package, they understand that it's likely going to end up the case that they owe more. 
they usually have some in the reserve, some in the tank, mm-hmm. so that if you call, if, if a lawyer uh, calls on your behalf or writes on your behalf and asks for more severance, uh, the employer has that available to give you, and it's it's no skin off their back. It's just it's just a part of doing business. I think we said on a previous show, Dave, that you know if you, if you walk down the street and ask 20 people, you know, I've been employed for 10 years, I just got like, oh, I'm all week per year, two weeks per year. So obviously people don't know. So the, the employer's banking on that, right? For sure. And uh, it's a very common misconception, actually. Uh, I'll speak to people on a daily basis and explain to them, you know, this is a very unfair severance package that you've been offered. And even though they know that and they, they think they know it's unfair, they believe me, they're hesitant to do it because they worry, oh, is this going to hurt me uh, getting a job moving forward? And I would say once uh, you, we get involved, um, I mean, the most likely scenario is we are going to be able to get you a, a fair severance package and we'll be able to get you a letter of reference. So it's going to actually help your job search prospects. So it's not going to burn any bridges. And I think it's important, and you know, we reiterate all the time in the show, that the whole point of severance is it's not just a check. It's just not some money you're getting as you go out the door. That is to keep hold you over till you get that next job. Yeah, that so is you, the whole point. So you can pay the bills. So right. You food on the table so that you can sustain yourself until you find other work. That's exactly the purpose. Yeah. And it's important that, it, that when you're terminated, you pursue what you're entitled to, what you've earned. Uh, over your history with the employer. And that's the key. A lot of people here entitled, they think, you know, it's it's entitlement. No, it's owed to you. It's it's money you've earned is exactly what you said, right? Exactly, yeah. So uh, one of the severance offer has something like this one, a deadline, like, you know, Friday at 5, and you're worried that you don't have enough time to call, you know, either you, Lee, or you, David. What do you do? What, do you have to worry about that or no? Well, almost all offers will have some kind of deadline, and it's not because your rights expire at right. 5 p.m. on a Friday. It's because the employer wants to sometimes put some pressure on uh, or, you know, sometimes it's less nefarious than that. They just want to have a deadline so that they can close their own books and, mm-hmm. and set up for their own payroll. But at the end of the day, the moment that you're terminated, your entitlements become what they are. There's no there's no way around that. No passing a deadline is going to change that. And if they want to give you less than what they've offered because a deadline has passed, then then they're going to be on the hook further down the road. And we did discuss, David, two years is what you have to pursue those entitlements, right? It is, but I would not wait that long. <laughs> no. It's important to act quickly. And I always tell people if there is a deadline issue, ask, uh, ask for an extension right. so you can seek legal advice. And if they're not willing to give you an extension, there's an issue there. That suggests that they want you, they want that pressure on you, and it's probably probably because the severance package is not adequate. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take a short break. We'll get into a few more questions as we continue here the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. 754, Monday night here the Employment Hour is Monday nights and Wednesday nights, and of course the weekend programming as well. Yeah, 870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dan in Mississauga. Good evening, Dan. How are you tonight? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your problem? Or not? What's your problem? What's your concern? What's your question? Yeah, no problem yet. But uh, worked for a company for about twenty three years now. Uh, the company was recently sold, and I'm curious if my seniority uh, carries forward with me if they were to offer me a package. Are you and you're working with the new company, Dan? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And did you sign an employment agreement? N- not an updated one from the new new hmm. owners. No. Okay, then yes, your uh, your length of service would be recognized. Okay, and just out of curiosity, I'm, I probably missed it earlier. What are we talking about in re- reference to um, severance? What, what would be a reasonable amount for uh, operations manager? How old are you? 47. 47. You'd be looking at as much as 24 months, I'd say. It's the months then? Okay. Yep. Yep. That's very good. Thanks very much. Two years. That's, that's interesting to, to make note of. So if he's been with them for 23 years... And he's been with a new company for a year, and they decide to let him go. 
They it's are on severance. the hook. Yeah, big time for, oh, yeah. for all for now 25 years of severance, right? Yeah. That's good to know. That's Again, right. yeah, Severance Pay Calculator, guys, if you uh, haven't used that before, severancepaycalculator.com. I know, Dave, you're just about doing the quick math there because you do it every day, but most people don't know. So that is a tool they can use. We'll get to uh, one more here. Got to Eugene in Toronto. Hello, Eugene. Hi. Go ahead. I just, I just wanted to know whether the Employment Standard Act or the Human Rights Code, has it overruled the contract for seniority? Uh, what do you mean in terms of your seniority? Our contract states that if there's, if there's a layoff, we will be laid off by seniority. Now there's a modified person who's doing that particular job, and they laid off a senior person, but they kept, they kept that person who's on modified work to do that job. Right. Is it right or is it wrong? But there, there's nothing in the Employment Standards Act that will speak to... That will speak to uh, how you need to be stayed on in terms of in your seniority. Sorry, there was a little bit of a echo there. Um, but generally speaking, the Employment Standards Act is, is built into every contract of employment. Okay? Um, the only time that it's overruled by your contract is if your contract provides for a greater right or benefit. So if your contract has a greater right or benefit then it, it overrules the Employment Standards Act. So to the extent that you have specific questions about, uh, you know, if there's provision of your contract that overrides the Employment Standards Act, I would suggest you give us a call off the air and we can we can chat about it at that time. The bigger concern there, Dave, is the fact that he was laid off. That he doesn't. I mean, if that's the first time, he doesn't have to go go through with that. I mean, we're assuming he's a non-union. Yeah, if he's in, I was right? going to ask him that uh, next if or when we do speak uh, this week. Um, so, but if he was let go, regardless of the reason, regardless of who was uh, you know kept uh, instead of him, yeah, that doesn't um, matter. That doesn't matter. It's yeah. a non-unionized context. We assume. Um, so he he would be entitled to uh, severance pay. And so if he's if he's been laid off the first time, Leah, and he just decides not accept it, treat that as a constructive dismissal, yeah? Absolutely. If he chooses to. Oh, if yes. it makes sense, yep. right? Yeah, temporary layoff is a termination. We'll get to a, a quick email here. we got a couple minutes left, guys. I'll run this by you. Margaret says, I worked for a healthcare facility for 32 years full-time as an independent contractor. Uh, I was let go last week. What am I owed? Well, just based on the sheer number of years uh, Margaret worked there, uh, it, it sounds like she's probably an employee or dependent contractor. Uh, it would depend uh, also on uh, whether she worked exclusively or, or majority of the time for that company. But uh, 32 years of service um, with one employer uh, suggests that she's a uh, an employee. It's, or, it's almost certain that no matter what you're calling yourself or what the employer is calling yeah. you, you are an employee uh, and or at least a dependent contractor, and you're entitled to severance. And, and that could be in the range of 20 to 24 months, Margaret. Help at employmenthour.com was that email. You want to use it anytime, go ahead. Severancepaycalculator.com. You want to find out what you're really owed, not what everybody says you're owed. That's a tool you'll want to use next time. Leah Moody, David Vaughn, the contributors to the show, part of the, uh, the firm with Lior. We're back in here Wednesday night as well. Doing our thing, the Employment Hour. In the meantime, the number one 821 5900 The Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM640.